Strike and Spare Family Fun Center Studio. It's the Bill King Show. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. Go get it, dog. I'm a man. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. I is sitting on a firecracker. And suits so fine, they made Sinatra look like a hobo. It's a fantastic day for the United States of America. It's the Bill King Show. Call or text now. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Call us or send us a text on the WNSR text line. 615-844-5600. 615-844-5600. Call or text. Same number. Red 7. I don't know what Red 7 means. Brought to you by Omni Nashville Hotel. Fifth Avenue, downtown. Hot Rock. That's what we call a sack lunch. I do have are a very particular set of skills. Skills that make me a nightmare for people like you. Welcome in, sir. Well, I'm not very happy, Billy, as you know. Yep. So here's my deal. Like you and I, personally, we disagree on who should have gotten that fourth spot. But to me, the biggest problem is how that clown show committee and ESPN all in bed with, 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 uh, with the SEC, how that is a system that we have. You have, you know, them talking about that the injury doesn't mean anything and, you know, that they're, that they're not allowed to project, okay, or they don't project what a team looks like. It's what they did. And then the last week of the season – they just change everything. And then you get these guys, you know, the ESPN employees like McElroy and Galloway and that Dan, I don't even know how to say it, Moloshevsky or whatever his name is. Or They're Lasky. on record three or four days ago that no matter what, Florida State should not be jumped. No matter what, if they win out. Florida State wins out, the day that the fix is in, they all change. They all tow the company line, and that's what pisses us off. The whole thing, how corrupt it is, and I'm not stupid. I know college football has had shady deals forever. You've talked about how uh, Bear Bryant used to get together with other SEC coaches, and they would de- he would decide where teams would play in the bowls after Alabama got their bowl. But that's not how it needs to be. And it's messed up how the whole system is. And ESPN has way too much control in this. And having, you know, Herb Street and Fowler and Reese Davis, you know, having the, just the bully pulpit of being able to change opinions and get what they want because, bottom line, they weren't not letting Alabama knock it in. 
They weren't going to. And it's sickening. They should have said, if they were going to be truthful, Jordan Travis's injury isn't a problem until it's a problem. That would have been the truth. Well, yeah, and that would have been better and more understandable. But, you know, here's another thing that irks me is that they're like, well, they threw for 55 yards in that game. Well, first of all, Brock Glenn is not our quarterback moving forward going to that game, you know, going if we got into playoffs. We had a kid who was in concussion protocol, all right? It wouldn't have been him. I'm not saying he's a unbelievable game changer, but you give that kid three more weeks to, to uh, you know, to learn some things and get ready, who knows what happens. But if that were an SEC team, oh, my gosh, they're on their third-string quarterback, and they fought and got there. They did what it takes. Did you see that Alabama defense, the way they willed their team to win? That would have been the narrative. You know it, and I know it. That's what everyone would have been talking about. You know, and here's a perfect example about why you play the games and why that wins and losses matter. Is everybody, every single person last week told me that Oregon was going to boat race Washington except for Coach Pete. Every single person. Oregon, they might win the national title. They're a complete team. They have an SEC coach who's just, you know, they got a Heisman type of player. You, you knew within the first 10 minutes that game was not going to be like that, that Washington was probably going to win, and all that was just smoke, and that's why you got to play the games. That's why you got to play the games. And the games have to matter, and losses have to matter. And Alabama had a loss, and don't let Texas get away with it either because they had a loss too. Alabama and Texas should have been behind Florida State. If you had to pick, it should have been between Texas and Alabama. That's all I got. The whole system is a joke. He speaks for Florida State fans. He does. Yeah, he does. If Alabama would have been down to Tyler Buckner at quarterback, (laughs) but the defense was stout, would they get in? Did you see the Tyler Buckner news? He's in the portal, but apparently he's going back to Notre Dame to play lacrosse. Tyler Buckner, if you don't remember, was a national lacrosse recruit. Matter of fact, I think he was committed somewhere in lacrosse. Was he committed to Michigan for lacrosse? Anyways, apparently he's giving up football and going back to his All-American status which is as a lacrosse player. So when I mentioned quarterbacks in the portal, that long list earlier, should have put his name in there. I didn't. Forgot. And he is. He's going and pursuing his lacrosse career. Tyler Buckner, who I guess since the book's written on him as a quarterback, his highlight would be a multi-interception bowl game against South Carolina where he actually, other than the crazy interceptions, played well. That makes sense, right? 
Bill, how can you have multiple interceptions and then conclude he played well? You'd have to watch the game to understand, meaning that game. Now, those were knucklehead plays, and that last call by Tommy Reese was a horrible play call. But he actually played well in that South Carolina Bowl game, and Tommy Reese has coached well at Alabama. Let's also conclude that. Tommy Reese has the whole point of going to Alabama from Notre Dame would be to take another step with your resume. Have on your resume that you're taking over an offense. Bryce Young is gone, and you're doing it for Nick. And you're going to find out what the strengths are with what is there. Find the quarterback, sift through those quarterbacks. Early on, it was choppy at best. And then figure it out. Work it out. Fix it. And that has happened. That has absolutely happened. Resume-wise, Tommy Reese has done what he needed to do. Now, I don't think this is the year. It's not his turn yet. But resume-wise, to be the head coach, Tommy Reese has enhanced the resume. For sure. Yeah, for sure. Jim Wilco down in Boca. Bill, for the sake of all Florida State fans, I hope Georgia pounds them in the Orange Bowl so they don't go off and embarrass themselves with an artificial national championship claim like their brothers at UCF. I had a email about that. Chris in Macon said, Bill, Florida State can still be the national champs, just not the playoff champs. AP poll could select them if Florida State beats Georgia convincingly, Alabama beats Michigan. Michigan now has one loss. Didn't make it to the playoff finals. Texas beats Washington. Washington now has one loss. Didn't make it to the playoff finals. Texas beats Alabama in the playoff finals. Texas already has one loss to a two-loss Oklahoma team. Texas' best win is over Alabama twice, but Alabama's best win is over a two-loss Georgia team, devaluing Texas's best win. So Florida State is the only major undefeated team and therefore national champions. Did you get dizzy when I was reading that? Did that how, how'd you how'd you consume all that? In a roundabout way, Chris from Macon says everybody has a loss but Florida State. They're the AP champions. How about that? Would you hang that banner? If you're a Florida State fan, would you hang that banner? Probably would. (laughs) Here is, I know this is not the solace that Florida State fans want to hear. Because... We're in the present, and they're still not over what has happened. I do not blame them. I don't blame them. Now, again, I don't think Florida State's a top-four team, but I do not blame their anger. I can absolutely understand it. I have empathy there. But broader scope, Florida State is in wonderful position for the future. As a roster, as a recruiting 
power, as a transfer portal power. Also keep in mind, with that ACC grant of rights contract so freaking ironclad, it only enhances Florida State's attractiveness when you look at their football prowess. And if they can follow through with this and maintain a high level, that attractiveness is only going to improve. Remember, expansion is football only. The other sports have to comply, but they're not involved in any of this as far as decision-making. It's a football decision, period. Florida State's football program is once again, at the moment, mighty. If they can get the follow-through, which is very difficult, the follow-through is even harder. Their attractiveness for whatever expansion we're going to see, whatever year that may be, they're in better shape. How to get out of that contract, nobody knows. Gator Dave when we come back. Gators Breakdown. Good morning. It's pretty heavy now in a couple of spots, especially trying to get out of Gallatin into Hendersonville on Vietnam. That's coming westbound. Here at Gallatin Pike, it's uh, stacked up pretty good, but it's moving. Let's keep it that way. Out of Rutherford County, Murfreesboro towards Nashville. As you come up through the Hickory Hollow area, same thing's happening over by the airport on 40 westbound. As you come through Hermitage, Donaldson, uh, coming in from Wilson County, just be careful. Radar spotted in parts of Wilson and Smith County this morning. Princess Hot Chicken is catering uh, during the holiday season. Check them out online today. You can order online princesshotchicken.com I'm Commander Chug with your on-time traffic. Tease the season at Edwin Watts Golf Shops by Worldwide Golf for holiday specials this year. Featuring the Ping G430 drivers, which combine the ultimate combination of distance and forgiveness. And from Bushnell, the new Tour V6 Series laser rangefinders provide you the most accurate distances in golf. There's always gift cards in any amount for the special golfer you're shopping for. Edwin Watts Golf Shops is home of the 90-day satisfaction guarantee. Shop us in store or online at worldwidegolf.com. Bar Lines at the Omni Nashville Hotel downtown is at the heart of Music City. Located within walking distance of the Country Music Hall of Fame, Bar Lines at the Omni is your downtown honky-tonk destination. Watch your team from any seat on their plentiful HD TVs and catch a live show on the Bar Lines stage featuring live music seven days a week. Bar Lines has the ultimate southern comfort food. Get started with classic fried green tomatoes or bourbon barbecue wings. Then it's on to the massive Smashville 
double stack or the world famous bar lines grinder oh you've never heard of the bar lines grinder two kinds of cheese lettuce dijon smoked turkey smoked bacon smoked ham now that's some smoke you want local brews and local spirits are on tap at bar lines take a seat on the patio outside and soak up the rhythm of music city bar lines at the omni nashville hotel fifth avenue downtown Golfers, swing into Edwin Watts Golf Shops for the hottest new fall arrivals from TaylorMade, Callaway, and Titleist. Come by and test drive the new TaylorMade P790 irons, the new Callaway Apex Pro iron sets, and the new Titleist T-Series irons. While you're there, get a free custom fitting on the new arrivals and more. Edwin Watts Golf Shops is your headquarters for all the latest golf gear from all the top manufacturers. Edwin Watts Golf Shops, home of the 90-day satisfaction guarantee. Shop us in-store or online at edwinwattsgolf.com. It's a Bill King show. We created a rule decades ago on the show. Weddings, things of that nature during the playing portion do not get consideration. No, 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 no. Don't do that. Weddings are meant for the spring. They do not get consideration during the playing portion of the season. That's just the way we work it around here. That's the way we play it around here. Weekday mornings beginning at 6 on Sports Radio 560 on 95.9 FM. Get into the Bill King Show. Um, shit, man, I just lost my train of thought. All right, dude, here's a couple of phones in three, two, call 615-844-5600. Gator Dave. With us on Tuesday, Skater Breakdown is podcast heard on all the platforms out there. Dave, what kind of exciting transfer portal news is going on with the Gators? Uh, Bill, let's see. I would say um, they are getting a visit from right now because um, – the uh, wow, Walter Nolan. I don't know why his name was escaping me, Bill. But his name's not officially in the, I think, in the portal and, and on three's top rankings. But Bill Florida's going to get a visit from the top ranked uh, defensive lineman in the transfer portal this weekend. Um, and Joey Joey Slackman, he's a defensive tackle from Penn, uh, and he's a top ranked defensive lineman according to on three in the portal right now. And that would be huge, huge for Florida uh, at a big position of need, uh, a position that's kind of, you know, really just hasn't been there uh, the last few years for, for, for this defense. And, um, you know, played at Penn, FCS level, but he's up for, like, their player of the year award. Uh, the stats back it up. He's got offers from, you know, Washington, Michigan, Missouri, Pitt, Miami, USC, just jumped into the mix as well. So, uh, a lot of people are in the the, the mix for, for for Slackman and Bill. I think I go back to a year ago, in the way Billy Napier in Florida attacked the transfer portal, and they waited, uh, you know, a little too long to try and get some of these guys in, and some of their top targets never even made it to campus. And, you know, they they committed either on their first visit or one of their first visits, and so 
I, you know, this is uh, maybe Florida trying to change some things here, be a little more aggressive in the transfer portal. I'm pretty sure one of their top targets, one of the top targets for everybody. Uh, but, you know, Florida can use that help there along the defensive line, Bill. But at the same time, you know, as of now, as we speak on this Tuesday, uh, you know, Sean Spencer, defensive line coach, got fired last week. We, we, we discussed that. So, as of now, Florida still hasn't announced the defensive line coach hire. Uh, that's the one I don't really have a whole lot of info on. Um, you would think that would play into it. So it would be nice if Florida had a defensive line coach either announced or had one hired and on campus this weekend uh, to, to, to help with this site and recruiting. But that, that's as far as transfer portal goes, Bill, Bill, goes, Bill and some concrete info that we have, that, that's the big one as Florida tries to get a big-time defensive line commit to visit uh, this weekend. At first, I thought you were saying Walter Nolan was coming in. I was trying to. No, no, that. no. Cause, yeah, that's where I, I knew I delayed on that because I was trying to get his name out. I don't know why I couldn't remember it for whatever reason. But yeah, uh, of Slatton. course, I think when, when everything's official, he, of course, he'll be the top ranked defensive lineman uh, when it's all said and done. But uh, this guy, uh, Slightman here, won't be far behind. I tell you who's really good, and, and Riley Leonard we know is in the portal, and he's visiting Notre Dame beginning tomorrow. That sounds like it's done. But the defensive end on that t- team, R.J. Oban, is in the portal. He's ranked in the top of all the players right now. They've got him ranked number eight. And he's a nasty edge rusher. I would imagine that kid's got people all over him. Bill, that is another position. Uh, I think Florida, yeah. Florida could absolutely use. I mean, look, we're, we're talking about a defense build. Of course, that's been historically bad. Uh, so, yeah, uh, that's where, I mean, cornerback, linebacker, they can, you know, a defensive tackle, edge rusher as well. We get, we're still waiting on word for what Prince Liam and Miellum is going to do. Uh, so, I, I think Florida may be – Florida needs to be in the market anyway, Bill, I, I think, to help at that position as far as even some depth goes. Uh, Jack Pyburn, uh, you know, one of the main backups will be coming off of a, a injury that he suffered late in the uh, – you know, in the in the season against the Arkansas game, uh, so you know Florida, I think needs to be uh, able to look for some edge rushers as well. They got some young pieces there, Bill, but I think you know to to get some experience to go along with it, they may be attacking the transfer portal at that position as well. You still feel like they're going to take in ten or more? Oh, I mean, just just portal guys, Bill. I'm, I'm sure that's what yes. you mean. I just, yes. Yeah. Um, Ooh, I don't know if they'll quite get to that number. I mean, it'll probably be around that number. Um, and also, you know, following the last couple of days, Bill, you know, the, the headliners for Florida that has jumped in the portal, uh, you know, and they're probably going to need some more uh, to, to hop into the portal. I think 11 scholarship players now have jumped in. So, yeah, you could probably say they'll be around that 10 number. Now, they got to make some room for the recruiting class as well. Um, you know, without hover around 2022. 20, uh, I, I'm not sure I see it get to 25. So, Bill, yeah, I could see, I could see, t, t, you know, 10 transfer portal numbers there, depending on who leads the program right now. I mean, what you're looking at right now, Bill, Chris McClellan, a little bit of a surprise along the defensive line, a young defensive lineman for Florida. He'd be going into his third season next year. He's going to enter the portal. Uh, Kamari Wilson, part of that first class as well for Billy Napier, that transition class. Bill McClellan and Kamari Wilson were their top two, top ranked players in Billy Napier's transition class and they're and, and they're on the defensive side of the ball where Florida has struggled and they're both now transferring out of the program so you know the Billy Napier decided to go the high school route more than the transfer portal route early in his career 
uh, it kind of stings a bit that you don't get to see those guys develop. You don't get to build those guys up and, you know, what this critical third year would be that they're not contributing to a, to a third year for Billy Napier. Um, and then if you go to offense, Bill, Max Brown, Caleb Douglas, Johnson Odom highlight the offense and uh, there's so nothing major for, for, for offense and who they're losing, but certainly Bill, you know, they're making room for uh, some more portal guys, but uh, I'd say Chris McClellan so far, Bill, would probably be uh, had a really good freshman season um, and then pretty much put up this, almost the same exact stats in his year two. Didn't really take that jump. I uh, was kind of stuck behind some guys that they brought into the transfer portal this past cycle. But uh, that was somebody I was really, you know, kind of looking at to maybe Florida kind of counting on in year three at that defensive tackle spot. With Graham Mertz back, is the quarterback – Debatable, at least for next year, early on. Bill, wouldn't it be, wouldn't it be something if it was? Um, I think we have a baseline for Graham Mertz, and I think we know he'll be good. If DJ Lagway comes in and beats him, shouldn't that say a lot from oh. what we saw from Graham Mertz this past year? I, right. I, I think that would say a lot. I, I, I think that he came in, he earned it. He came in, he would have beaten a guy who elevated uh you know what we thought he could be transferred from wisconsin to florida so i don't see it happening bill um that would i think it would be pretty tough but hey it's if it is debatable that's good news for florida uh it, it gives you two good choices there at quarterback uh also look, i mean if it even is debatable i think you're getting some snaps i think you work him into a game plan uh, if DJ Lagway comes in and, and really challenges Graham Mertz for the for the spot, like I said, I don't necessarily expect that to happen, but it would be so you know so so great news for Billy Napier if that did happen. Uh, you know, we'll see in the offseason, uh, You know, maybe even coming up if there's going to be any changes in the offense and offensive staff, and maybe how much the offense will change. Uh, but it, 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 with Mertz coming back, if it was debatable, that would be good news for Florida. Florida seems to be the only school that there's not a transfer quarterback rumor about, meaning coming in. And for depth, Bill, they probably could do it, but it's, you know, with Lagway coming in, with Mertz coming in, like I just said, Max Brown transferred away. So, you know, he saw the writing on the wall. Right. It's going to be, it's, it's going to be tough to get anybody of, of, of name here. For that, uh, you know, to, to come in and get into a battle with Graham Mertz and DJ Lagway, I think it, it, if you if you're seeing it, Bill, it would be, it would be somebody who, uh, not necessarily a name quarterback, but somebody who just maybe looking for another opportunity. Uh, you know, so I, I wouldn't expect any hot and heavy name for quarterbacks in, in the transfer portal for Florida. Gator Dave Gators breakdown has the recruiting decommit situation simmered down. I asked you the same thing a week ago, but can you officially say so? Um, well, Bill, I mean, I think if you look at it, we'll go back to this past weekend. There, there was some recruiting news for Florida. and I mean, it seems like a storyline galore for defensive line in this 2024 class for Florida. Uh, right now, they did get a commitment back from Makai Burrow, uh, defensive tackle, 390-pound, three-star from the state of Georgia. He committed back to he committed to Florida back in the summer and then decommitted in September, and it looked like it was kind of just a matter of time before he would flip to Georgia. Um, I think Georgia probably gave him some inclination that they would take him, but they never really came around on is what it sounds like. Uh, so he was kind of just you know in, in limbo just a bit, but then he commits back to Florida this past weekend. 
but then at the same time, just a few hours later, Bill, Kendall Jackson, uh, edge rusher there for Florida, decommitted, and he's right there from Gainesville. Um, looks like you know the, the maybe the coaching the coaching uh, decision of getting rid of Sean Spencer maybe uh, played a part in this. Maybe also some where he would play, whether it be inside or outside. So, but I think from from everything I was hearing, it's kind of mutual on both sides uh, that this one play out that way. I think Miami's the school to look for uh, lately there for Ken force player on the defensive line. So. Um, that's the recent, you know, there, there was the recent news as far as commitments and decommitments go on the defensive line there for Florida. Bill, they're going to still do everything they can. I mean, they're, they're throwing everything out of Maris Williams this week. You know, he's just kind of been on flip watch. You know, and I keep bringing up his name, and it seems imminent that he'll flip away from Florida, but he hasn't done so yet. Uh, and then with early signing day approaching, you can tell, uh, you know, where Florida is, you know, where they're sending coaches this week and who they're sending. Uh, he is certainly top priority to, to stay in this class. So, uh, for now, Bill, I'll say they're, they're, they're pretty safe. But uh, with all these visits and all these decisions coming up, um, you know, I, I'd expect probably a, a, another one or two, uh, while Florida probably gains another one or two at, at the same time. Honest question here: Do Gator fans have empathy for Florida State right now? Uh, most do not, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> From what I can gather, uh, most most do not whatsoever. Um, and I and, and I've seen it, and it's probably I probably fall in this as well. Probably would have been fine either way. Uh, if they would have Jordan Travis, it'd be no question. I don't think you keep him out whatsoever. Um, you know, given what they look like the past two weeks, and if somebody wants to sell me, they're not one of the four best. Given that situation, okay. Um, but at the same time, I do have a you know hard time swallowing what they did for twelve games uh, and winning all twelve of those games. So. You know, t- trying to take bias out of it all together, Bill, I, I, I'd be honestly ticked off. I can see – I you certainly can see their argument. You can certainly see they're deserving. Uh, Alabama's deserving too. And I think that's what the committee was wrestling with. Uh, and given, unfortunately, the quarterback situation, uh, that's just the way the committee decided to go. They, Bill, they put that, they put that bylaw in there that they could, you know, always consider injury. So they always had it out, uh, and they got to use it this time. Yeah, and – we were just talking about Florida in 06 and 08 and their championship teams, the 96 team. <sighs> Nothing like that happened. Now, they, they needed some things a couple of those years to happen to get in, but it, it all worked out for them. They've, they've never really been through anything like that. No, no you're right. I, I, I put myself in that shoes, too, and, and, and thinking about you know, those situations for Florida and how, how fortunate they, they really were for you know, just with two teams. And it was even more critical for things to kind of fall their way. Uh, late season losses by other teams to, you know, really catapult them and, and give them another chance in, in all their titles. Uh, 96, you mentioned, and, you know, I think um, Nebraska had to get beat in the in the Big 12 title game that year. Um, in the, in the of conference championship week 06, I believe uh, U, USC had to get beat late. UCLA upset USC uh, late that year, and, and in 08, you know, you just had it play, kind of play out with the Big 12 teams, Texas and Oklahoma, uh, USC getting beat by Oregon State that season uh, as well. You know, just kind of played out for Florida. Uh, they made the most of their opportunity. They 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 proved they deserved to be there when they got to the spot. Uh, but certainly, certainly fortunate uh, that they broke their way those years. So, Bill, I mean, uh, next year we get to do it all over again, I guess, and get to hear, uh, you know, the team who thought they should have been 13th cry about it. So, <laughs> I don't know. 
I'm not going to no, enjoy that. Like to stand on at that point. I, I absolutely understand today's debate, but once we start yes, looking yeah. like the NCAA tournament and we're debating 13 versus 12, I'm not sure how available I'm going to be. No, no. I, it, it might be a talking point, but <laughs> uh, the college football playoff in 14 certainly, certainly, certainly went out uh, with, with a bang. Dave, tell everybody what they need to do to get all of your content. Yeah, but everybody can go to GatorsBreakdown.com. You can check it out there. You get the podcast. You get uh, you know some some, uh, some some articles there of news newsworthy there. I can't keep up with it all, Bill, being the one man show. But uh, try the best there. But uh, GatorsBreakdown.com. Uh, if you just want the podcast, you can get it on your favorite podcast platform, YouTube version, as well. Uh, so uh, keeping up with all the busy, busy transfer portal news this week. And if Florida makes any uh, coaching hires, we'll have it there as well. See you next week, sir. See you, Bill. Appreciate it. There he is. Gator Dave. Gators break down. As much as I do not like some aspects of where we are with college football, the freebie, you get two freebies now. You get a undergrad freebie and you get a grad freebie. So don't don't forget, there's two freebies in there for you, if if need be. And also, name image likeness, which is built on a monstrosity of a lie. But I will also admit that watching all these names just coming and going, and it is interesting. I'd be lying if I said otherwise. I check on that stuff 20,000 times a day. I do. I find myself looking everywhere. All right, we're clear. Rest of the way. We'll get the break here. Coming right back. Omni Nashville Hotel. Good morning. There's a couple of accidents out here, but right now, here's what we're seeing. Heavy traffic trying to get past the airport over here at BNA Airport on 40 westbound at Donaldson Pike. Behind us, you've got that heavy volume of traffic in from Wilson County coming through Hermitage, Donaldson. It's crowded right now, but at least it's moving on 24 westbound up through the Hickory Hollow area uh, coming in from Rutherford County, Murfreesboro. Hey, don't miss it this year. Enchanted Garden of Lights at Rock City in Chattanooga. For more information, log on now to crockcity.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on time traffic. Are you ready for a touchdown of flavor and excitement? Look no further than Sam's Place and Sam's Sports Grill. The ultimate destination for great food, fantastic drinks, and game time atmosphere that will have you cheering for more. Sam's is the place for every sports fan and food lover with over 40 TVs at every location. Sam's has a family-friendly atmosphere where everyone can have a blast. From their friendly staff to awesome kids' menu, they've got something for everyone. Online at samsplace.net or samsportsgrill.com or call and find the nearest location to you. At Sam's, the game is always on and the fun never stops. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate. Restrictions apply. See website for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies based on product and subscription plan. Hey guys, did you know there's a generic form of Viagra that works just the same but is 95% cheaper? And you can get it online? Just go to hymns.com slash joy. 
Through Hims, you'll get a free medical consultation, discreet shipping if prescribed, a 100% online process, and trusted generic alternatives to the name brands at up to 95% off. That's right, get generic for Viagra, the same active ingredient as brand name Viagra, but for 95% less. It's the same medication, still prescribed by a licensed medical provider, but with zero copay, no expensive appointments, and no awkward face-to-face conversations. To start your free online visit, you need to go to this exclusive address, hymns.com slash joy. That's hymns.com slash joy for your free online visit, H-I-M-S dot com slash J-O-Y. Tis the season for all of my favorite treats. Now, where are Grandma's homemade holiday cookies? Hold up. Where are Grandma's cookies? Easy, Joe. Grandma brought something even sweeter this season. <gasps> Your triple fudge brownies? No, Joey. Holiday instant games from the Tennessee Lottery. Made from scratch holiday wins? Grandma, you're a genius. Give the gift of holiday instant games topped with sweet cash prizes. Only from the Tennessee Lottery. Oh, what game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. It's the McFarlane Show with Darren McFarlane and Fox 17's Justin McFarlane. This yeah. is just it. The Titans are trading Kevin Byard to the Eagles. The yeah, Eagles are going to send the Titans a fifth and sixth round pick and safety Terrell Edmonds. Well, they're giving up on that contract. There were also a lot of Titans fans upset about some of the comments he made, which I thought was insane. Big kaboom here on this Monday. <laughs> the McFarlane Show with Darren and Justin on Nashville Sports Radio WNSR. If there's a drama stream anywhere in college sports, the Bill King Show is there to break it down. Commitment is a little over a week away. Thursday, a week from this Thursday, commitment at the Omni Thursday night, beginning around 536. That's central time now. Start coming up to the Bill King Suite. That's where everybody just meets and greets, come and go as you want. Now, getting up there, you have to contact me, DM me, or do something, and we'll have to come down and get you. You do not have access to that top suite floor otherwise. And for those of you who've been there in the past, you know how it works. Somebody, I will, or somebody will come down and get you, and we'll, we do crowds at a time to get everybody up there. Now, again, you can come and go as you want. No problem leaving. You can you can get on the elevator up top and go down freely. You just can't come up all the way to the top, the suite level, freely. That's just a hotel rule. One year wasn't like that, but all the other years, that's been the rule. I assume it's still the same way. And I'll put that link back up for your hotel room if you want to get – a room there. Now, you're not required to. You're not required at all, but those of you coming in are going to need a room. And uh, staying at the Omni would be the most convenient. The next morning, we do the show from bar lines in the uh, main floor area, and that will include a breakfast that is on the house. It's a breakfast buffet that is on the house, and we give you a five-hour show. Commitments. A little over a week out. Looking forward to it. Mike the Mad Dog down in Noonan, GA. 
Bill, ask Dave as a Florida fan, does he feel like the Seminoles got cheated? He said most Gators do not have empathy. No, I can see that. Top water assassin over in South Carolina who's a Clemson fan. Bill, what if Georgia doesn't bring their A game, Florida State beats them, then imagine Clemson beating them in the opener. They go from 29 wins in a row to three straight losses. Bill, what about that? Well, bowl games don't mean anything when it comes to the future. Now, yes, if Georgia loses that game, that's an L. Absolutely. But that doesn't mean anything about Georgia's future at all. I'm wondering, in that Orange Bowl, how motivated Georgia or FSU is. Jim and Jupiter says that game's going to be an exhibition, Bill. Both teams may sit many players. Possible, yeah. That that game, whatever happens in that game, is not going to be in my mind as far as calculating the 24 season. I am not. I don't do that, y'all. I may take a look at an individual player and marvel at how they played. That might be commendable. But as far as a team predictor, a bowl game is not that. It's a standalone event. It may predict the future. I've seen teams look like garbage in a bowl game and come out the next year roaring. I've seen teams look excellent in a bowl game and look like garbage the next year. That is not an extension or a conduit from one season to the next. It's absolutely not. It might sync up, but this assumption that it somehow gives you some clues, not big picture. Not big picture. Now, look, if a young guy who hasn't played a lot gets in that game and plays well, you may want to say, wow, I like his future. Okay. But as a team, it's not a predictor. Georgia, roster-wise, dudes, all that, is a roster that is in as good a shape as any team in program in America. Nobody has recruited, developed, layered their classes better than Georgia. They're very well off for the future. Incredibly well off for the future. Let's take a look at Georgia, which has been the best football program in America now for three years. And they're not going to be in the playoffs. Fair and square got beat by Alabama. But let's take a look at them. If we are to say, okay, Georgia, here's where I would like to see you get better. What would you say? Georgia Dog pointed this out. When's the last time Georgia had a true exhilarating home run hitting running back? Which you could claim historically, if you're going to name schools that might be running back to you, Georgia's got to be somewhere on that short list. From Herschel Walker to now. But I'm talking about, and they've always got good running backs. Do not misunderstand what I'm saying. I'm talking about a exhilarating green grass home run hitting running back. Which, at Georgia, you can get that dude. You can get any dude you want, right? 
So if we were to nitpick, how about that? How about a receiver that is an A.J. Green type? Now, that's a high, high mark, right? I mean, that's I understand that's not. That guy's not coming around every street corner. And at number 19 is a superstar, but, but I'm talking about a receiver, a pure receiver. Lad McConkey's been good, hard to stay healthy this year. But that's two where I would say, okay, Georgia, as good as you are, how about the, the next level running back, home run hitting running back? And they haven't needed one. Think about it. They, they've had good running backs, but I'm talking about that guy, and they win national championships. They absolutely win national championships. Ags and Strolls, and I didn't see this. My apologies, friend. Ask Dave about his thoughts on Sean Spencer. Elko hired him to replace E-Rub. Spencer was here in Nashville at Vanderbilt and then went with James Franklin to Penn State. Been at various places, but uh, more recently down there at Florida. Got let go by Billy Napier. He's uh, considered a, a good recruiter, too. Pretty good recruiter as well. Yeah, I missed that. Axis throws my apologies there, sir. I absolutely missed that. We've got to get to break here, but one more reminder. Commitments is a week from Thursday coming up. One week from Thursday, and I'll put that link up. Or go to my Twitter, and at the very top, it's pinned. Notre Dame has taken a transfer portal player. And no, it's not yet officially Riley Leonard, even though he's visiting Wednesday, Thursday. It's Jordan Clark. Arizona State safety is going to Notre Dame. Now, Notre Dame's still waiting on Xavier Watts, who had a fantastic season to announce. And they're waiting on a couple of others as well. Riley Mills, number 99, big physical D-tackle, and also Howard Cross. They get those three back, that defense will be in pretty good shape. There's a Notre Dame tight end looking at Tennessee. Did you see that? Good morning. There's still a couple of accidents in their clearing stages. One on Briley Parkway near Thompson Lane, uh, 4200 block of Central Pike over in Hermitage. That's still a little bit tied up from that earlier crash. Just heavy on the interstate out here, 24 westbound up through the Hickory Hollow area. All that traffic flow coming up through Smyrna, Laverne, in from uh, Murfreesboro, Rutherford County. It's really congested uh, westbound on Vietnam Vets, let's say from uh, Gallatin Pike all the way up to Conference Drive. Hey, don't miss it this holiday season. Enchanted Garden of Lights at Rock City in Chattanooga. Check them out at crockcity.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. You enjoy the thrill of gambling, but what happens when it becomes a problem? Whether you want to cut back or quit gambling altogether, the Gambling Clinic has been helping people change their gambling for over two decades. We're here to help, not to judge. The Gambling Clinic is a Tennessee-based clinic offering in-person and telehealth support to help people win back their life. Visit us at thegamblingclinic.com. This project is funded by the Tennessee Department of Mental Health and Substance Abuse Services. 
Bob Steak and Chop House, located in the Omni Nashville Hotel, is a nationally renowned steakhouse specializing in the finest corn-fed Midwestern prime beef. The menu formula is simple. Incredible meat, gigantic shrimp, fabulous salads, and decadent desserts. Start your experience at Bob's with the fried calamari or fresh scallops seared in Texas burnt honey. All the beef at Bob's Steak and Chop House are USDA prime cuts. From the traditional fillet of tenderloin and ribeye to the adventurous Kansas City bone-in strip. They even have two different surf and turf options. And if you're looking for the other white meat, Bob's Steak and Chop House serves a dry-aged pork tomahawk with homemade applesauce. Fresh seafood is on the menu from salmon to scampi and even fresh lobster tail. For reservations, give them a call or log on to the Omni Nashville Hotel website. Bob's Steak and Chop House at the Omni Nashville Hotel. Trusted for creative design and committed to both the function and aesthetics of your smile, Jody Jones Dentistry for 26 years has provided a wide range of general and cosmetic dentistry services along Nashville's Music Row and coming soon to Hermitage and Murfreesboro. The Nashville leader for cosmetic dentistry provides a unique luxury environment for patients who want his famous Hollywood smile. Just ask the country music stars, actors, athletes. Yeah, he was eight years the dentist for the Predators to display his celebrity smile. To learn more, visit JodyJonesDDS.com or call 615-259-5100. The TSU Tigers men's basketball team of fifth-year coach Penny Collins are coming off a top three OVC finish last season and looking for much more this season. Led by preseason all-conference guards Marcus Fitzgerald and Kenyon Hodges, the Tigers face an impressive non-conference schedule that includes Oregon, Lipscomb, Austin P, Indiana State, and Liberty and tip off a league play on December 28th at Gentry Center versus UT Martin. Hello, this is Greg Pogue inviting you to join longtime TSU broadcaster Albert Dawson on all the games this season right here on Nashville Sports Radio WNSR. Often imitated, never duplicated. Word smithing like a mofo on college football, it's Bill King. Notre Dame tight end. Or I guess I should say now former Notre Dame tight end. Holden Stays, who flashed some this year, had some moments, particularly when their top tight end, Mitchell Evans, was down, is in the portal. That's not new news. And he said in a recent interview, he's talked to Tennessee. He is an Atlanta kid. Holden Stays was a four-star recruit, selected Notre Dame, and again, played solidly, had some moments. He's about 6'4", 230. I believe we're number 15, if you guys want to correct me on that. Tennessee's top tight end that they want is Justin Jolly from UConn. He caught 50-something balls this last year. He's a New York kid, and I think Tennessee is trending for him. He's coming in this weekend to visit. Now, I did see... Somebody put, man, when Connecticut played Tennessee this year, we couldn't cover him. And I'm not demeaning. I think this kid's a good player. I remember him. I watched him. He's a good player. But you got to remember, Tennessee's secondary 
couldn't cover anything. If you told a wheelchair to go run a route, Tennessee would not cover the wheelchair. The wheelchair would be wide open. Doesn't matter what route. Something out in the flat, you know, a little, little flat pass, maybe a quick hitch, maybe the wheel route, maybe a skinny post, maybe a post, maybe a goal route, maybe what we called as a kid a button hook. The wheelchair would be open on all those. So, but this kid's good. Don't don't misunderstand me. I like that kid. That'd be a good addition, particularly in this offense with Nico running it. Much more effective than what you've been seeing. Georgia dog. Bill, Georgia not putting as many players in the NFL as far as first-round draft picks this year. Milton. McConkey and others need exposure in the bowl game. Be surprised how many might play, Bill. Word is Bowers plays, but I hope not. Only him and Mims are sure first-round draft picks. I always am selfish and want to see these guys stay and play, but I don't – look, if, if I'm in Brock Bowers' close friends group, right? I'm in confidence, right? Where you you exchange ideas. You respect each other's ideas, right? You do. Your your ear is open. I would tell him, dude, you've done it all. Don't. I, I know he's a competitor, but get that ankle nice, clean, and healthy, fresh, ruddy, and then go number 19 and do your thing on Sundays. That would be my advice. If I was in his confidant group, I don't need to see Brock Bowers. As much as I love watching him play and going to miss him in the college game, I don't need to see him in a meaningless bowl game. Brock Bowers playing in a bowl game, Orange Bowl, prestigious, doesn't excite me at all. Wow, there's Brock. He looked pretty good there, Bill. Well, I think we're well past knowing that. <laughs> I don't I don't need any more confirmation about him. Round man, good morning, Bill. You think the kid <laughs> Brock Vandergriff is probably gonna be a buckeye? Well I I know that everybody thinks about Justin Fields there. They they've Received a transfer portal quarterback from Georgia somewhat recently. I don't think that has anything to do with this. Early on, the talk was watch out for Kentucky there for Brock Vandergriff. I am not going to sit here and tell you, okay, here's where he's going. I think that's unclear. Buckeyes are absolutely going to be and are going to be taking a difference-making quarterback who's better than what they had in the portal. It sounds like Cam Ward, who's from Texas, played at Incarnate Word and then transferred up to Washington State and played very well up there. Sounds like he is perhaps their top guy. That's what it sounds like. What the reality is is unclear. If I'm the Buckeyes, I'm very excited if that's the dude. That's a absolute upgrade. No question. 
I'm excited about that, if indeed that's the case. Hour three coming up. Tuesday edition, Omni Nashville Hotel. AM 95.9 FM Brentwood